I also just appreciate the awareness piece that you mentioned as well, because, you know, when we want change in our lives or we want to go somewhere different or try something new, or we, we just want something more, we have to have self-awareness because otherwise we're going to keep falling back into those same patterns and same things that we've always done. And so meditation gives you the opportunity just to witness yourself in a new way that you maybe haven't experienced before. And that's where you can create real change. Because as much as we want to do, 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 do outside of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start this new diet and change all these things. It's like, what's really going on is these subconscious patterns so the only way to go down deep there to, to alter that, if you want to alter anything, is, is to get quiet and to really recognize what it is. Because on a surface level, you can say, oh, I want to change my diet because like, you know, I, I want to look better in a swimsuit. Um, but what is your relationship with food? What, how were your parents with food? What, like, and to figure that out, it takes more time than just switching your diet. It takes time to really like figure, think, what is my relationship with food? How does it make me feel? Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's amazing guest is Haley Lott. Haley is such a beautiful soul, you guys. She has a very realistic yet spiritual approach to life that is both liberating and empowering. She has an excellent take on what the path to finding your truest self looks like. I love the insightful work she does utilizing meditation and breath work combined with the power of the mind to find self-compassion. Haley is a multifaceted self-love scholar. She's co-host of the Mind Games podcast, love that podcast, a sound healer, a peak performance meditation specialist, and a yoga instructor. Her unique perspectives about surrendering to release anxiety and using the ego as your teammate is truly refreshing. In this episode, we dive deeper into the foundations of her work. Her lighthearted spirit radiates with genuine authenticity as she shares her own journey to personal acceptance. In our talk, we break down the power of breath work and meditation, and when done with consistency, how one can truly gain more emotional agility and discipline. You know, I'm all about that. Life is so much richer when you can live it less reactionary and instead be more proactive to it. And that is one thing that we really highlight and discuss in this conversation. I really loved diving into that topic with Haley. In this epic talk, you will be reminded that you have everything you need inside of you to create an enriched and fulfilling life if you release the need to control it all and allow it to happen. I've got a lot of respect for my girl here. She's doing amazing work in the world and she really is creating impact through all of the supportive channels that she expresses and creates from. I'm so excited and happy to have her on the podcast to share her beautiful heart-based work with all of you. If you enjoy this talk, like I know you will, 
please let us know your thoughts by screen grabbing it, sharing it up on your IG stories and tag both Haley and myself. Our handles are in the show note and just let us know what you think. The conversation always continues on the back end. So feel free to DM us and let us know, you know, if there's anything more on your mind around the subjects that we get down on this topic. I love connecting with you guys. I appreciate all of the support ratings, reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff. I'm going to stop talking now and I'm going to hit play and let you take in this beautiful, illuminated woman, my girl, Haley Lott. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Beauty Counter. You guys, as a beauty expert and makeup pro of over 20 years, I have legitimately sifted and sorted through endless amounts of beauty products from skincare to makeup, you name it, I've touched it. And, you know, high performance is always a priority to me. You know, when you're working on clients who are on the red carpet or accepting awards on live shows like the Oscars, things of that nature, there really is no room for error when it comes to performance. But as a total, you know, lover of health, you know, over the past decade, I became highly conscious about you know, the health aspect of products too, and really trying to steer away from skincare and makeup products that, you know, have chemicals and fragrances and ultimately health disruptors. So when I found Beauty Counter, you guys, I started playing with their skincare and their makeup products on me. I was so happy with the results. Not only, you know, did they totally deliver, but I legitimately felt better putting these products onto my skin. You know, what you put on your skin is totally affecting your health. And it's so important to really realize that. Not to mention the brand is really health conscious for the world, and I love that too, but that's just me. So check it out. You guys can now shop my personal favorites on blackbeltbeauty.com from Beauty Counter. You just got to go to the shop section, go to beauty, and you will find my favorites. And I'm continuously adding new products there as I discover more because the brand is just constantly you know, creating new amazing skincare products and makeup products. So as I learn about them, And as I try them and love them, I'm sharing them on the site. So check it out. Go to blackbeltbeauty.com, go to the shop beauty section and shop the beauty counter page from there. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. And if you ever have questions about beauty, you know where to find me. DM me, Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. Lots of love, you guys. Okay. We are on girl. I got to tell you, um, first of all, Haley, I'm so excited to be here Thank you for making time. We are finally doing this because we've been talking about this for a couple <laughs> years now. Yeah, literally years. I'm so excited too. I'm so stoked. And I, you know, so it's funny. I, as a beauty expert, makeup pro all these years, my makeup is, um, it's more pulled back. You know, it's pretty light. I love mascara. I do that every day. Well, eyeliner. And today I, you know, I lifted weights in the morning. I just came home and I was like, I'm in the mood to play a little bit with my makeup. And I think it really was also because I was just feeling really excited to hang out with you, like girl time together. You know, that whole feeling of like, I just want to get cute right now and just hang totally, out with my girl. Totally. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. I love that. It's so fun. Well, yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. So you know, you, I actually want to read, I, I typically don't do this in a podcast, but I really want to start with your philosophy. 
and I'm going to read it because I didn't memorize it, (laughs) but it says, um, your philosophy, I believe it's possible for all of us to find freedom, joy, and contentment in each moment we are alive when we tap into the infinite resources we all have within. Mm. It's so beautiful. It's so profound. And I, it really resonates with me and a lot of what I share um, in all my core teachings and everything under Black Belt Beauty. I love this, this I don't want to say idea because it, it almost feels more factual to me, but this concept of, you know, you really are the being that has everything you need inside to create this really enriched, fulfilling life. That's how I absorb that. I would love for you to elaborate and start there and then we'll venture off to wherever we go, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you first of all, for even reading that because I needed to hear that too. Cause as much as, you know, we, we have these ideas and I, and I fully believe that it's like in every moment, I think that we have the opportunity to come back to that. And so having that reminder, I really, I'm grateful for it. Really I believe that we all have all the answers inside of us. And so it's up to us to really tune into that part in ourselves. And I find that meditation is one, I don't want to say easy way, but that's one way that has worked for me. And there's so many different things. Like even, I mean, you can tap into yourself by doing your makeup. You can tap into yourself by working out. Um, But my hope is that Um, every person that I work with recognizes that it isn't about doing things outside of themselves. It's really about listening to what's going on within. And hopefully they can eventually see that it gets easier and easier to do that. And then when they do that, life gets better and better. Oh my goodness. I love that. It's, I have chills literally right now because it's literally like we are partners in this thought truly. Mm -hmm. You know, you are a uh, peak performance meditation coach, right? And I love that a, because (laughs) I mean, my whole brand Blackwell Beauty is all about peak performance, but it's, you know, I am a holistic high performer, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't hear that as much. In fact, I never heard it until it, I really thought about this because for me, you know, performance is, is important process effort in your process is even more important to me than ultimate outcomes. Right. I mean, I always want to fucking win, but I care more about (laughs) the journey and in the journey, it's, it's, it's really about, it's never about one thing, right? Everything Mm -hmm. affects everything. So this holistic approach and making sure that you're nourishing all these areas that for me keeps this really heightened, fulfilled sense of, um, you know, the process. And ultimately I think it lends to more peak performance. Mm-hmm. What I love so much is I've never heard peak performance meditation. And mm-hmm. I know that I have a very strong, powerful meditation practice in my life that I'm really excited to talk to you about, but I want to start with you. I know that you started meditating when you were 10, mm-hmm. right? And this was <laughs> your, mo- your mom brought it into your life. Can you take us there? Because, you know, one thing that I really want to talk about with you too is um, I want to kind of demystify the labels around meditation. I feel like there's so many people who immediately when you hear meditation, I mean, we're moving away from it in some you know small ways, but a lot of people hear meditation and then they attach this whole kind of identity to it and mm-hmm. and then they don't relate to that. So then they feel a separation from meditation. It's like, I'm here to say meditation is like science fact. It's a fucking, it's a high performance tool. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to just talk to us about how it really entered your life and what it's done for you in your life. 
Of course. So yeah, you brought up a lot of great points, but I'll start with um, me as a 10 year old trying to meditate. (laughs) And I just, I really, I, I didn't get it. I think when I was 10 and my mom forced our family um, to do yoga and meditation and things like that, I honestly wanted just to be doing like anything besides that. And then now looking back, of course, I'm like so grateful, but I, I didn't like it because I felt like I, w- I wasn't ready to be alone with myself. And I think that that's been a big part of my meditation journey and, and I'm sure that people that are just starting to meditate can, can relate to that. You know, a lot of times when you finally get quiet, your thoughts get so loud and it can be kind of scary. Like, whoa, this is the thought. These are the thoughts that I'm having. Like how judgmental, how fearful, how scary, how um, angry. And I think that the biggest thing for me with meditation is giving myself compassion and love along the way. Um, Peak performance meditation can even sound like, oh, I have to do something or it has to be a certain way. And meditation to me doesn't have to look any way. We have an average of like 75,000 thoughts. I'm pretty sure I have 100,000 thoughts in a day. (laughs) And because of that, it's really an opportunity for me to practice meeting those thoughts. Your, Your mind you know, there are a few people like Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie who have reached like this level where they really are, you know, they're not having 70,000 thoughts in a day because they've really mastered that. And for me, it's more, you know, that's maybe eventually one day we could get there. But right now it's really, how can I meet all of the thoughts that I do have? My meditation practice, maybe I'll be quiet for like a few seconds, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of active and loud. And how can I meet that part of myself with more compassion, more love? And especially when you're starting a meditation practice, that's key because a lot of people, almost everyone comes to me saying, well, my, my thoughts are so loud. I can't sit still. And it's like, that's normal. That's like exactly how it for a long time. And even years later, still yesterday in my meditation practice, I was sitting with myself and it was really heavy and intense and it was okay. But when I got to just breathe with myself, the biggest result I've seen has been able to shift out of those moments that do feel heavy or scary or frustrating or angry, being able to shift out of those faster and really recognizing that it's okay to feel any anything heavy that I feel. So I think that that's kind of... yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's beautiful. You know, it's, 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 and I, again, it's something you say it so well and it really resonates with me. I mean, everybody has, there's all kinds of meditation practices mm-hmm. and, and everybody resonates with who has a practice resonates with, you know, their own way. And I, I, you know, it's funny. Um, I was listening to you and your father talk about your meditation practice in, mm-hmm. in one of your amazing episodes on your podcast and uh, mind games. And I felt like, you know, I mean, there's a unique component to my meditation practice that I'll share with you a little bit later, but I felt like listening to you and listening to your father, both of those were so in line with your approaches were so in line with my practice, you know, like mm-hmm. he, I know he talked about like, there's like a kind of like a setup to the, your day, like a visualization yeah. and, 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 I, and that is a huge piece to my meditation. So I love when you say, you know, cause everybody, I think for the most part who's new to meditation thinks, Oh, it's just quiet business. Like, shh, 
no thoughts. And I'm like, um, it's actually for me anyways, like it's not, I feel like you have all these thoughts, you have all these thoughts. And then, you know, for me, it really comes down to like going from like out here, out here to like, all of a sudden you're here, you're Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. so, but this isn't quiet for me. Mm -hmm. This is like, it's just streamlined. It's steady. And, and then there's another piece that makes it more fun and, and, and very um, profound. But I, I think that's a really powerful piece that you put out because it's helpful. People feel like they fail at meditation, right? Because they can't get that fucking part down. And you're like, hold up. <laughs> it's not about that. And I find, and I'm curious to what you think about this and what your experience has been. And even with your clients, um, I feel like the more that you resist the thoughts, the mm-hmm. more it's like anything, right? Like resistance. Whereas like the, it makes them louder. Whereas I, when I started getting into my practice, I felt like I would just like, I already knew that they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so rather than like, Hey, you, shh, it was more like letting the animals get tired. Like let them. Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about that? I love, yes. I would love to hear your perspective. Yeah, totally. I have a few teachers that kind of see that and I call it, they have different names for it, like the monkey mind or right. like, you know, their mind is like this little puppy. And I've like compared it to a hamster wheel. It's like, at first your mind is going, going, going. And sometimes your whole meditation practice, your mind might be super active and going just so fast. But then, you know, later in the day, you might notice yourself being a little softer or later in the day, maybe when you're just, you know, doing whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. you might notice a little bit more quiet. And I think to me, there are so many different types of meditation, like you said, and peak performance, why I developed that or created that or labeled it as I do Mm -hmm. is because I worked with athletes Mm -hmm. first when I first started meditating And it was all about visualizing, like you said, your day, visualizing the play, visualizing what you wanted to create. And then I recognized that we all want to do that. Like that's how I start every morning too, is visualizing exactly how I want my day to be. And as I shifted to work with women, it's still the same concept is really envisioning what you want to create, stepping into it. What does it feel like? And now I also teach a little bit more breath work. Mm. So that again is really, really active. You know, you're breathing really intensely and you can be crying, you can be screaming in that type of meditation, um, but it's still a practice. And so I hope that everyone that's listening that, you know, has that idea of like meditation needs to be spiritual or you need to be Mm -hmm. quiet or all of these things. Um, it doesn't at all. And there's so many different types. So it's just kind of about finding what works for you. I love that. And I, I agree. I think I'd love that you brought up the breath work uh, piece because I definitely want to talk about that with you. I mean, I think breath work is more in vogue now than ever before. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for great reason, because it's a really, really valuable tool. Um, I've learned so much recently from the neuroscientist, Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you know who no, he is. I oh man. Yeah. You guys got to get him on your podcast and he's actually up North too, oh, but okay. he, he's a professor at Stanford. He's incredible girl. And you know, he's, got these here and now breathwork tool and you know, it's all neuroscience. So there's, there's, you know, I, I love that. I'm a total geek about that shit. And, you know, um, from your, you know, let me, let me add to the meditation piece about breathwork. One thing that happens for me when I meditate, especially when let's just say, okay, like thoughts, 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 you know, what helps me to get really in that streamlined zone is, you know, I'll hear myself 
my highest self, also my future self, and she has a name. Um, she guides me and she says, I want you to catch a ride on your breath. And it's so cool because it literally brings me right into my breath. And what happens is it's this whole, I came up with this, like the deeper I surrender, the higher I rise. And when you think about, you know, the exhale for me is a surrender and the inhale is the rise, right? Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden there's like this rhythm that I'm, it, it puts me in, in focus and it, that's just my, like what works for me. And it wasn't like I learned it anywhere or anything, but it, it's so intuitive to say mm -hmm. the power of your breath and the impact of your breath and how it, you know, obviously helps the entirety of your, your well-being and how that transfers in your life. But even specifically to meditation, it really does make a difference. I would love for you to talk about that a bit. Well, well thank you for sharing that. I love that uh, the surrender and the rise concept thank because you. that it's similar. It's interesting. It's kind of similar to what I say in some of my breathwork classes is we talk about breathing in to receive and breathing out to release. And I've talked using that metaphor of a wave. Your, your breath is like a wave moving in through your body and cleansing you out. Um, and I think that it is in vogue and it's just like, we're all realizing how powerful it is, even for a second, you know, yes. right now, if anyone's listening, you can just feel your breath and just take a big breath in and then you take a big breath out and instantly it's just, you feel good. Um, and I think that what you shared is just kind of going back to the the idea of figuring out what works for you. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of create these, your own metaphors like you're, you're doing and, and finding the practices that work and trying them out and seeing what, what comes from it. And I think that breath work is a beautiful tool to, to do that. To implement. Do you have any tips like throughout your day or is there any kind of specific breath work, um, that you implement, like, you know, I mean, listen, everyone right now is facing a heightened level of challenge and anxiety and stress. And, mm -hmm. and we know that breath work is so supportive to our nervous system, to calming yeah. us and keeping us focused, you know, where we want to be. Do yeah. you have any from breath work that you implement in your own life or, and, or with your clients? I do. One, one thing that, um, you can, like a meditation tip, but also kind of goes along with breath work is say you have a practice in the morning or say you're just visualizing your day. I like to have a word. Um, and, and I, you know, an intention to really start your day that you can kind of carry with you. And something that's worked for, for me and some of my clients is, you know, say your word for the day is ease. So you can set an alarm on your phone, like 10 AM, 12, two, five, eight, and then the alarm just goes off and it just says ease. And you can make it silent, but you'll just have to look at your phone and your phone will say ease on it. So that's like one thing that you can do, um, taking from your meditation practice, but you can also tie your breath into that. So you could just say breathe. You can set that same alarm. Um, and ha when it goes off, you just take three deep breaths. There's so many different types of breath works, like breath holds, breath counting. And, um, what I've learned actually from Brian McKenzie, who I think you know too, yeah. he, he shared with me that so many different types of breath will have different effects on different people. So for me, I actually really don't like 
counting my breath, holding it in, like, you know, counting to four, holding for four, releasing for four. Cause that makes me feel like I can't do it. Cause it's really hard for me to stay with that count. But then I have a friend that loves it cause it makes him feel like he has control. So mm-hmm. I'm almost hesitant to share a specific type of breath pattern, but really again, being experimental and, and, and researching with Brian McKenzie of different types mm-hmm. of breath that you love and trying it out. But it can be as simple as just setting alarm on your phone. When you notice that it goes off, you breathe, you take three deep breaths, close your eyes, and then just notice how you feel. So it can be that simple. I love that. It's so true. You know, it's like diet. It's like everyone's so you know, different. And I remember, um, <laughs> I remember trying this one form of breath work. I won't say it just whatever year, years <laughs> ago. And, and it, it was like a couple of days in and I'm like doing it and it's pretty, you know, it's like CO2. And then I remember there was a moment after, I think it was like the third day I finished it and I literally felt anxious. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And I understand now why, because all that CO2 build up and it's just, it was, it wasn't my route of breath work, which is fine. Yeah. I'm glad that I tried it and I knew, but I so, and just, I say that I share that because it really validates what you just said, that everyone has a different way that's going to make them, you know, get that, um, that, that calm and that focused feeling that, you know, good breath work can do. I love Brian McKenzie's teachings. I'm such, I'm all about nasal breathing. I really, it's so, um, I've, I've felt, I have felt and continue to feel the difference of just being a nasal breather for the most mm-hmm. part. And so nasal breathing is, is really, it's a powerful breath work tool that, you know, not only helps me, um, just like day to day, but mm-hmm. in life, but really specifically in training too, yeah. you know, in all my different modalities of movement. And another thing I want to say about your tip with the alarm clock. And I think that's so great Haley, because most people aren't even, they're moving through their day and they are not conscious of their breath. Mm-hmm. And the minute you bring your focus to your breath, I mean, you have the opportunity, like maybe you're breathing way up here, right? But you want to be down here. I mean, yeah. that, yeah. So that's a really great tip that you just yeah. shared. Too. Thank you. Yeah. And it kind of goes, you know, you can turn that breath. You could take it a little deeper and even turn it into almost a body scan of like you just said, okay, I'm going to take the three breaths and notice where I feel it. Do I feel it up in my top chest? Do I feel it down in my diaphragm? Can I like stretch the breath out a little bit? So you can kind of elaborate onto that. And I always like to just mention that with meditation, with breath work, you know, it's best to start really small. So if you're starting to meditate, like meditate for 30 seconds, just wake up 30 seconds earlier and just do it for 30 seconds. And then what's cool about that is then after a week, you know, after like two days of meditating for 30 seconds, you're like, okay, I can do five minutes. And then after a week of five minutes, then you're like, oh, I can do 10. So it's cool to be able to track your progress that way and just make it something that works for you. I love that. And I think, you know, it's such a, it's a great piece to add in because really when you think about any habit that you want to form, you have to take baby steps, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if it's really something that you're foreign to. I mean, if you think about yeah. diet, that's another great example. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm just going to cut it all out. And then it's like, well, okay, maybe you'll get, you know, your motivation will take you so far, but we, we can't rely on motivation. We need discipline, right? Yeah. Especially in that beginning phase. And, and so eventually, you know, it, it falls apart and same goes with training. So that is a very powerful piece that you just added to, to take those baby steps. And you know what else I love? So many things I love. Um, I think it really does 
you know, there's a genuine process that is being formed, mm-hmm. right? It's not just this like, I'm going to meditate because I know it's good for me and I want to do this. And then you like, you know, it's like, no, no, feel yourself mm-hmm. in the motion of creating this because really at the end of the fucking day, this is a powerful tool for self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And that self-awareness allows you to generate more self-connection. So, you know, when I first started meditating, I literally had, it's so crazy, Haley, my evolution. It's really, it's it's like a fucking movie. <laughs> I had, I set my alarm on my phone and it was always for eight minutes in the beginning. Cause mm-hmm. eight is like one of my numbers. I love so much, you know? Uh, and, and then it, it eventually moved to like, no, I don't, I don't even need the phone. And, you know, it's progressed and I'll, I'll save some for another time, but it, it literally started exactly how you're saying where it's like, that was my initiation. I'm just going to do this for eight minutes every morning. I could commit to that. That wasn't too much for me. And then it just built, it built. And now it's like, I, it's a non-negotiable. Totally. I love hearing that kind of story because that's what's possible, right? That's what's possible when you start this journey. And, and I also just appreciate the awareness piece that you mentioned as well, because, you know, when we want change in our lives or we want to go somewhere different or try something new, or we, we just want something more, we have to have self-awareness because otherwise we're going to keep falling back into those same patterns and same things that we've always done. And so meditation gives you the opportunity just to witness yourself in a new way that you maybe haven't experienced before. And that's where you can create real change. Because as much as we want to do, 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 do outside of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start this new diet and change all these things. It's like, what's really going on is these subconscious patterns so the only way to go down deep there to, to alter that, if you want to alter anything, is, is to get quiet and to really recognize what it is. Because on a surface level, you can say, oh, I want to change my diet because like, you know, I, I want to look better in a swimsuit. Um, but what is your relationship with food? What, how were your parents with food? What, like, and to figure that out, it takes more time than just switching your diet. It takes time to really like figure, think, what is my relationship with food? How does it make me feel? What? And so on and so on. And (laughs) yeah, no, I love it. You, I mean, essentially you're highlighting one of my favorite words and really actions, which is investigate, Mm, investigate self, allow yourself that space to pull back these layers. And listen, I'll say it straight up, girl. I don't like lazy thinking. (laughs) what's even worse than that is like not having no consciousness of your thinking, you know? Um, and so everything that you're saying is so amazing because you're, 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 you're really highlighting this opportunity of self-awareness through meditation that allows you this ability to just observe, observe, look, and then peel back a layer, investigate more. And what's so cool is this is something that transfers, right? Like I want to hear you talk yeah. about this. Outside of your practice, the greatest example that I can give, the easiest, and I think even the most relatable, <laughs> I'm like laughing at it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I haven't experienced as much lately because, you know, quarantine and everything, but, you know, a lot, like I used to be on the freeway more, you know, going places. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, you know, freeway, LA, trap, it's just a nightmare. 
And as I got deeper into my meditation practice, um, you know, the self-awareness piece is just, and I'm already, I know I came downloaded with a deep level of self-awareness. However, (laughs) meditation took it to a whole new level because, you know, I could be sitting in traffic, let's say prior to meditation, right? somebody cuts me off like aggressively or does something and it's like, boom, I'm just quick to, cause I'm like that, you know, like, I mean, I have that, I mean, I have the, uh, was it the switch in me, the fire to just like punch. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and that's cool. And it works and it's wonderful to have in some very specific cases, but ultimately I don't want to bitch. I don't want to be a bitch to like just anything, right. Like any kind of reaction. Cause otherwise you're just reactionary in your life. Right. Totally. You're human. So now what has happened through all of these years of meditation is, yeah, I might have that human adrenaline moment of mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? But it's, I immediately am so hyper. I'm watching myself. I'm like, who, who are you going to be right now? You know? <laughs> and so that where I used to just be like sitting in this aggressiveness for a longer period of time in psychology, it's called the refractory, refractionary period. So that's mm-hmm. weird. But, you know, I can close the distance and pivot with my emotions quicker because of that self-awareness and because ultimately I don't want to be reactionary. I don't want, I want to be in control and composed. Mm -hmm. So can you, I mean, do you, does, does, do you relate to that? I feel like. Yes, yes, totally. And, and you, I think you hit on so many, um, so many great points, especially, um, in the beginning when you were, when you were talking about, I mean, well, first like, who do I want to be? I think that that's like an amazing question to ask. Like, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And, um, when you, that's, that's the proof of meditation is of course, there's so many, uh, so much scientific research now that shows that you can actually grow like these neural pathways in your brain and, uh, the prefrontal text can expand, which helps you actually make decisions. But like the proof to me is hearing stories where people see themselves show up in a certain way. And they're like, that's not who I want to be. How do I actually want to be? And then you can notice and feel yourself shift. Like that happens. And that I feel that in my life, I see that in my clients' lives. And it's, it's sometimes really subtle. Sometimes it's like, okay, you know, I was having this conversation with this person that I feel really triggered around. And even for just a second, I just took a breath. And before that would never be possible for me. But I also, too, what you said in the beginning really struck me as, okay, I, I know that this part of me, this reactive part of me is there. And I also know that it served me, too. One of my teachers, um, Debbie Ford, she talks a lot about this. And I was actually just thinking about this yesterday. Is like, wow, I can be a bitch sometimes. But sometimes when we have that part of ourselves that like scares us or, you know, has maybe triggered other people, we want to run away from that part of ourselves. But you really pointed out the fact that like that served me. And so to me, a big part of this self-awareness and of meditation is recognizing that like that, that reaction that you've had to traffic or that reaction you've had to this person, that bitchiness or that anger, that frustration, Mm -hmm. it has served you in certain ways. So if you can start like recognizing that this bitchiness is not who I always want to be, but it's part of me and it served me so I can have more compassion for it, I think is a great place to, to start that investigate investigation with yourself. And it makes things a little bit less scary when you do start 
uncovering things about yourself that are there and recognizing that all parts of you are okay. All parts of you get to love. And then eventually as you love yourself more and, and, and like you said, let go of that resistance, you kind of soften into the bitchiness, the anger, the frustration, the jealousy, whatever those things might be. That's when you start noticing the pause. That's when you start noticing the breath before you act in those in, a, in whatever way that might be. So I appreciate you sharing that story and that that realization of like, oh, this is actually it's you know it's protected me to be a bitch because I got to stand up for myself in certain ways or whatever that might be. Yeah, no, I I love the I love that addition to it. It's so um, there's so much synchronicity here, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's you know it is saying this um you know it's essentially saying like I feel I mean we have all of these emotions and these feelings. We come downloaded with them as humans for a reason. Like they're here yeah. for a reason, right? Totally. And so I think I really love this idea of um, emotional agility and emotional discipline. Mm-hmm. So it's like the discipline piece is really important too because you know agility is important, knowing how to pivot. But the discipline, and again, this all goes back to that self-awareness that we can gain, that we do gain from a very strong, consistent, committed uh, meditation practice. But you have this, you know, it's like, I shared this on a recent solo episode, but um, I I was like, I I was angry. I was annoyed. That was a better word. I wasn't angry. I was annoyed because I went for this walk and it was supposed to be sunny. It starts raining and I'm like, whatever, I'm annoyed. I'm going to fast forward this shit. (laughs) And again, like here's that self awareness piece. And I'm like, what's going on? Is this? And it just I'm starting my day. I'm like, is this is this really what, how you want to roll rocks? Like, can we can we look at this a different way? Like, are you okay? Are you safe? Are we good? Yeah. yeah. Is there is there anything? Uh, you know, is this how you want to move through the day? N- no. Um, okay. So how do we want to move? So then mm. there's like a reframe that starts to happen. But again, this is that space that that uh, meditation gives you to then now start to select more. And then, yeah. and I even asked myself, I'm like, is there anything great that's come out of this? I know you'll appreciate this. I was like, well, my hair's a little bit more beachy from all that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. But it's like, and now, you know, I just completely reframed and that discipline was like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to move through my day with these emotions of frustration. And even if it's legitimate, like even if you, that's an, an, a very healthy reaction yeah. to the stimulus, but it's again, just highlighting what you said. It's this idea that you can really investigate and then decide like, Hey, who, who do I want to be right now? Like maybe this served me in this moment, but do I want to continue feeling this way? And ultimately, I mean, this is just very much being rooted in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like, that's fucking money right there mm-hmm. to walk around and feel rooted. It's so important. It is. And I think that also going that, um, off of that story, I was, I was kind of going through an experience too, where I was asking myself, like, who do I want to be right now? And what was interesting is that, you know, most of the time I choose that the higher level, like, okay, what would feel better in this moment is a, is a question I ask myself a lot of like, okay, what, what thought would feel better? And, and some, and most of the time, like I said, I want to go up. And recently I realized that I actually needed to, I was feeling really sad and just like overwhelmed. And I, and I really needed to just be sad and overwhelmed and let myself cry. And it was just like this funny moment of, 
of the practice of always going like, okay, I feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. And I wanted to bump myself up into like the next higher vibration emotion. Mm -hmm. But then I got to be like, no, I actually really want to feel sad right now because I want to release that, that those tears and that the, the emotional like tension that has built up. And so I think that in this practice of like, how do I want to be, what's a better feeling thought? Sometimes you do want to just let yourself be angry and like punch the pillow. And, and I think that that's the point is what, is what I'm hearing you say is like, we have choice. So choose when you want to be angry, probably like not in traffic because there's nothing you can do, but maybe (laughs) when you get home, because then you can, you know, punch the pillow and scream and whatever feels good. Um, but it's, it's the idea and the ability to have choice in, in, in every moment of like, okay, I don't want to feel this way, or I, I do want to feel this way for a while, but it's up to me and how amazing and empowering is that? Cause the more choices we make, it, it can further us along to where we want to be eventually. Oh, it's so good. I love that you brought that up. First of all, it's just so real, you know, cause I, you know, I have this whole, it's like people say I'm positive. I'm positive for sure, <laughs> you know, but it's not what I really identify myself more. That's not, I, I feel more aligned with, I am very empowered. And the difference yeah. for me is, you know, when we think positive, it's like, everything's going to be great. Right. It's like, you always want to be in that higher, like everything is sunshine and it's great. And I love that environment, but it's not real, man, because mm. everything isn't always great. Right. Yeah. There's shit that goes down. We're living in it now where it's like, yeah. It's hard. And actually, sometimes it just straight up sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> and the empowered mindset goes, this sucks, but I got it. Yeah. And that's the difference. And that's why I really, you know, I love what you, you just said, because it's like, yeah, you're not pushing away and you actually mm. see, you feel the value in, in that emotion. I will tell you that some of my greatest sessions of training have, have been when I'm fucking angry. You talk about kick the pillow. I'm talking about kick the bag (laughs) or like go deadlift. And it's like, and you're like, you know, and it like literally like it it neutralizes me, but it's like that aggression was so useful or even sometimes like little, that little chip on your shoulder, maybe like will push you to some kind of finish line with work. Like, oh yeah, Mm. fucking watch me, you know, like, (laughs) oh, you want to overlook me? Cool watch this, you know? And so there's, it, 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 there's so much value, I think, Mm -hmm. to honoring your emotion. And like you said, just letting yourself feel it and then really gain from it because there's a gain from, you know, this is a positive, but it's like, I feel like there's a gain from every opportunity, even the things that don't feel good or don't seem good. Yeah. There is a gain from it. Totally. That's yeah. It speaks to like the emotional agility that you were talking about is, is choosing when to feel how, what to do. And, and, and I think that what really helps me a lot of the time, especially if I do have clients that are coming to me with like a crisis or, um, something that's major that, you know, just sucks right now. Um, it, it helps me to take them or ask them like, what is something that was really shitty before in the past that you actually gained so much from? Because oftentimes, like you said, these really kind of crappy moments um, have led us to our biggest lessons. And so going back there of like, okay, this sucks, but like, what's another lesson I've learned from a moment that really sucked that I didn't think I could get through, but it's taught me so much. 
Oh, I love it. You're, yeah, I always say you can't, you know, there's no handouts to badassery, right? No. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you really, you know, it's, 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 I think it's like pivoting this idea around what sucks and what's hard and what's challenging in a way. I mean, I know that I've done this in my own life where, you know, I have pivoted this concept of it being a bad thing, a negative thing to opportunity. Like there's mm-hmm. an opportunity in here for me to grow and for, for me to gain in some way. Um, not that it always has to mean that, but I do prefer personally just to yeah. channel my thoughts in that direction because I think for me, it makes me, it just, uh, I feel more in control, you know, yes. of, of myself. Cause it's not this thing that's like, Oh, you're going to beat me. It's like, no, no, I'm here. And I, I, I get you like you, you suck and you're hard, but like, you know, I'll make something come out of this, even if it's just me moving through it and with the best of my ability, composure, whatever. So, uh, yeah, you know, I have to bring this up. I have to bring it. It's like the perfect little piece segue because I heard you say something in that I've honestly, uh, I personally have never heard anybody else say outside of myself. We said it a little different, but, uh, I mean, I was literally listening to you on a podcast, like in the shower and you're saying, I'm like, fuck yeah, girl. (laughs) So real. It was this. So what it's about the ego. Mm -hmm. I always, I've said this cause, and I, I should say like full transparency, I'm not someone who's taken deep dives into like ego books and all the conversations (laughs) around ego. Like I just, intuitively, this is how I roll and how I've rolled with the ego. I'm like, I have a really healthy relationship with my ego. Mm. Sometimes my ego is driving me. Like if we didn't have ego, cause again, why do we, we have ego for reason? We would never have made it to the fucking moon because let's be real. There's a <laughs> part of your ego is pushing you to wins. Like it just mm. is. Yeah. And, and maybe there's science or something around that, that would say you're wrong. Great. Let me learn. But in my, mm-hmm. this is just like, um, intuitive, like they wanted to go to the moon and they're like, no, we're going to get there. We made it happen. There's got to be a a piece of your ego there. Sometimes though, your ego needs to be in the fucking backseat. And I know that. And I I feel like I have this healthy relationship. I want to hear you talk about it because you literally, like I said, only person I've ever heard where you're like, it's not about like pushing ego away or I'm, I'm not saying it verbatim, but you were like, you want to get into a really healthy, like your ego is like your teammate. Yes. That's the word you use. It was yes. so badass. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it. I think that it's our teammate. We get to learn how to be in better relationship with our ego. And that's kind of, I didn't really, I don't think I went too deep into the peak performance meditation, but that's the idea behind it mm. is recognizing that we all have this voice in our head. We all have this ego and how can you dance with it, work with it, um, and play with it and have more fun with it. Because like you said, the ego does serve us in certain ways. It's definitely driven me forward. Um, it's definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone because I, you know, wanted to get that thing because, you know, so-and-so didn't think I could or whatever. Yeah. A lot of too, I think it was interesting now, especially with social media is that I noticed my ego getting super like into social media of like, Oh, I need to be out there. And you know, do I want to be out there or do I actually want to just serve more people? So I think that that's like the ego mm-hmm. we can learn from the ego is like, is that true? Is that like, do I really want to have like thousands of followers or do I want to help thousands of people feel better? Um, so I think that when you first kind of start your relationship with your ego, 
what helps me honestly is like writing out thoughts that, um, that just don't feel good. When I've noticed myself kind of going down and just like feeling a little icky or frustrated or whatever that is, what helps me is writing out the thoughts. And then normally when I write out my thoughts, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's kind of scary. Like that's definitely not my true highest self. That's not, that's not that focus point. That's not that clear, you know, grounded part of me. That's the ego. Um, and that's okay. That's also a part of me too. And I don't need to run from it. It's kept me safe. It's pushed me. It's done this, that, or the other thing for me, but what would feel good for my ego? Okay. So this is, you know, and and you can kind of go down into like breaking down a specific thought. That's, that's like how I would kind of start the relationship with your ego. And sometimes it's even, you know, writing down your thoughts can be a whole thing, but maybe it's you're in the shower and just listening to that, like Mm -hmm. voice Mm -hmm. and just listening and, and just noticing how, how you haven't even felt the warm water on your skin or you haven't even like smelled the soap because your voice is just going, 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 going. And you're so focused and consumed with that voice. I love this. There's so many pieces about that that I love. Number one, I think it's so rad and really honorable that you are willing, a very important word, willing to face yourself and you do it with authenticity. Who the fuck wants to sit down and write these thoughts out that you know, like you're going to look back at them and be like, oh, is that really coming out of me right now? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like no one wants to face that stuff. And piece here, the couple pieces about that is that that's the pathway to the truth. That's the pathway to your highest self, but you have to, you have to be real with that and face it. So then you can decide, Hey, like, what is it about this? that doesn't connect with me. doesn't resonate. And what would I want to replace it with? Right. And then the other piece that I love that you didn't say, but is so apparent to me is that there is self-compassion in this mm-hmm. entire process for you, yeah, you know, because you're not looking at this going like, oh my gosh, Haley, I can't believe you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you, you think about, and I know this has to be, you, you felt this and dealt with this with clients. It's like guilt and shame and these yeah. kind of emotions, man, they really mess people up. They hold people back. And it's like, totally. hold on, like back up before you start, you know, beating yourself up. Can we just apply a little bit more self-compassion that we we're always in a learning process, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you do such a good job. I mean, you explained it so well and, and you know, the shower and the sense is like pulling you into the present moment rather than letting this like harping ego, you know, uh, take you away from the present moment, but just, you know, really highlighting there, Haley, that, that authenticity and facing yourself is remarkable. Um, being, because I, I really do feel self-compassion is, is a high-performance tool. It's mm-hmm. so important, you know? Mm-hmm. And so really integrating that into your, your, your way of living, really. Yeah. It's so, it's so amazing. And then just this, you know, putting a bow on this whole piece here, it's just like, you know, this is a really powerful way to help you develop this healthy relationship with you and your ego. It's, it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. I think that self-compassion is like, almost like the number one thing. Cause I remember that even though I got introduced to the practice of meditation when I was young, I didn't really fully like get into it until I probably like early, 
like late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, I feel like I spent like a year just being pissed at my meditation practice. Cause I was like, why are my thoughts getting like quieter? Like, why am I falling asleep? This is uh, like, why am I not enlightened yet? Like I just felt so frustrated. And I remember, um, a teacher told me I was actually interviewing her for, um, just, you know, just wanting to know more about the practice. Cause I was so new to it. And she was like the number one thing that we have to do or that we don't have to, but that we, that would really help us out is giving ourselves self-compassion because it is like kind of opening this can of worms when you start practicing meditation and being with yourself and learning more stuff that's going on in your head, the crazy things that go on in your head. And if you don't give yourself compassion, then that's when a resistance can build up. That's when the frustration and then that can sometimes throw off your whole thing yeah. is that you're like, okay, this is too much. I'm, I can't deal with this. I, I'm just going to go back to not focusing in on me. And, um, you know, the only reason why, I mean, I think that my purpose here is to teach meditation and to, you know, learn how to love myself more in order to support others to do the same. But the reason why I also really like to figure out what's going on in my mind is because I really want to, I want to have healthy relationships. I want to, you know, get the most out of this life, which to me is healthy relationships, forming deep connections, creating impact. And the only way that I can do those things is if I look at myself because you, you don't have to look at yourself. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to do the things that we're talking about. And, you know, then if you don't, you just, just know that you'll probably, you might stay just like right here and that's okay. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think to get farther, we have to go deeper. Like you said, you said that in the beginning, uh, the surrender to rise. Like we, it's yin and yang. It's like, we go this way, we go that way. Um, so how much do you want to go out here? We'll take you this deep. I love that. It's yes. Yes, girl. It, it, it's such a, it's like, it, it's so real. It's like this, um, you know, a couple of things I was thinking about when you were saying that is, you know, the self-compassion piece, I think it really allows fluidity in your process, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we want to be fluid. We don't want to be crystallized and get hard. And, you know, I have a saying, um, you can't snap a string and no one would really think about a string being this really strong thing. Like when you think strong, you're thinking like a rock or something, right? Yeah. But that string will fuck you up if it wraps around your finger too tight, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll start bleeding. Yeah. But the the beauty of the string is that it's just, you can't, it's like, it's so strong because it's so um, fluid and ma- ma- the word, it's always hard for me to say it, malleable. malleable? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any of the words that are just like hard for you? Malleable. Yes. Yes. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So the self-compassion piece that you're talking about, I feel it really helps you to, to, to keep, to stay in this fluid space. And, and I also love that. And I, I it's not that you said this, but I, I'm bringing it up because I know it because I feel it and I, and I honor it and I respect it. But I really feel that you know, like when you say what your purpose is, which is so beautiful. And I really feel that from you, you know, it's a, there's this whole, you're not trying to be perfect Mm. in this process. Like actually 
not at all. Like you're, I feel like you're more interested in all the pieces of your process of this, you know, digging, pulling back the layers, getting deeper so that you can, you know, rise and, and, and really like, you know, evolve into your fullest potential mm. until the end. Right. And, and mm. that process might be messy and it might be all kinds of things, but it feels <laughs> to me that you are someone who is totally okay with that. And again, like this is probably where a, a great part of the self-compassion piece comes in for you. Uh, that when you have these moments, you're like, we're going to be all right. Haley. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you saying that because I think it's taken me like a long time <laughs> to, to be okay with all parts of myself. And I think that in the past few years, I've done like a lot of, you know, some people call it like shadow work. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me be more okay with the parts of me, like the bitchiness or the anger or the jealousy, the things that like I felt in the past ashamed by, or that I shouldn't be feeling these ways, or, you know, there's so much, especially I think as women that we're told that we shouldn't be. Mm. And that's why I love this journey of self-awareness, especially for women, because I mean, you know, we just, it's our thing, but also there's just so much that we were told and taught and it's the same with men, but we can relate to it more just because we are who we are. Um, there's just so much we were taught and being able to like recognize that like all of that is kind of bullshit and that we're exactly enough as we are in this moment is possibly the best thing to ever, to me, the best thought to ever think about is that like, okay, I'm actually just perfect right now. I'm enough right now. This is so great. I'm here. I've arrived. This is, I'm fabulous. (laughs) I love that. And I, you know, I love it. And I think that, you know, I'm 42 now and, you know, I have over 20 years of writing in my home and you can read, you know, in my twenties, the difference. And again, like always I came downloaded with wisdom and there, there's high thoughts in there, man. It's pretty impressive to read back on. And there are also some shit in there where I'm like, Whoa, girl, you're, <laughs> you're, you're mean to yourself, you know? And you were, yeah. and I, I say this because I feel, uh, you know, and, and for sure, this is not everyone's path, but I do feel that when you are really honoring this self-awareness piece and you were really investing in it, the progression as you get older in your life, there is really something like in my forties now, I'm like, I'm crushing my twenties. I'm crushing my 30 year old self on every level on that compassion piece on the, you know, on all of it. So I think it's, you know, it's not something that you can fast forward, nor is it something that you really want to fast forward mm-hmm. because all of that progression, when you look, I mean, I know you can do it in your own life. Like you can look back, I'm sure, and go, damn, I have done a lot of incredible work like in myself. And, and it's a really, it, it's so, I feel it's so much more fulfilling to witness that and to take it all in. And then it's also so exciting. It's like, well, what the else, what, what else is coming? Like, exactly. you know? Yeah. It's so empowering. It feels it like there, I, there's no better feeling. I think Yeah, look back and be like, oh my gosh, I used to like think that or I used to act in this way. And now it's like, 
now it's, it's a habit. Um, it's just, it's, it's great. And I think that that's another thing that I try to do more of every day is like looking back at like these little things, like how amazing is it that I can be at home with my family and we can just talk about what is upsetting us. Like that's huge for my family, you know? Yeah. I, I think that we all can really look back at like just little things of like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you know, even just being able to listen to this podcast, maybe the people that are listening a year ago, they weren't ready for mm-hmm. the information that you're sharing. Um, so there's just so many things that we can celebrate every day that just also feel so good. So it's like, let's be there in that celebration of like, wow, I'm today. I like got to work out for 30 minutes or I did yeah. like 10 minutes of abs, whatever it was, you whatever know, celebrating or I drink water today. I drink like lemon water. I made it fancy, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, it's just being able to celebrate more. I think helps us feel, feel better. It does. And it's also, you know, seeing that we are creating a a sense of progression in our life is actually a really, there's like science behind this, the momentum, that feeling and what that does, um, from a neuroscience perspective, it's really supportive. Like we hear, I love that you said that actually, I want to really make sure that I say this because we, we hear this whole, like, don't look back. It's like, fuck that. I'm looking back because like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't live, I don't live back, but I look back because I am proud of this thing called life that I've been doing. Mm. Even the shit behind me that was like, oh, did you really like, uh, and it's like, yeah, well, because you know, there's been so many pivots and growth from that, you know? So I want to honor it, but I think there's a big difference of like looking back and living back. And we know that a lot of times people are like living back. It's like, yeah, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. But looking back, like you just said, and then yeah. seeing it all and then celebrating these moments that we have every day to celebrate, you know, for paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this and it really generates this like winning momentum, and that, you know, I, I feel like you know that really well, and your, your life, your parents, it's like that momentum is really powerful to keep you moving forward, and it doesn't. Ha- you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be. Mm-hmm. It could be winning. Could literally be. I did the fucking laundry that has been staring. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like, I'm ahead right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just like those little things. And I think that um, it's such a distinction of, it's funny because I haven't thought about the idea of looking back because to me, I do look back all the time. It's like my biggest teacher is who I was in the past. And I think that for me, a lot of freedom has actually, like most of my freedom I think has been from looking back and, and recognizing, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a relationship that I was in where I, I, I made that person the wrong person. I made that person, like the relationship ended because they were this, that, were, and, and, and that, you know, maybe helped me heal from the sadness that I felt, but ultimately like years later, looking back at what my contribution to that relationship was, let me own my, take responsibility for my actions and then be like, actually I did play a part in that. And I don't want to do that again. So if I don't own the past, if I don't own, look at it, own what I did, then I can't make choices going forward in a new way because I'm going to keep making those same choices because unless I like take responsibility, commit to something new, 
I don't think that we can truly move forward because it's like those subconscious patterns that are there that will get you because you haven't healed it yet. So it's, it, you, you, it, it's so rad because all of this just orbits around, again, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You doing, looking back, investigating, looking at yourself very honestly, very closely with compassion, finding the pieces to where you can pivot you know, so you, I mean, essentially it's like, how, what, how could I go from almost like going from victim to empowered in that, right? Because you're gaining tools that are going to make you better in these areas that you want to develop, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. All of that is, is, is self-awareness. So it's, um, you know, it's a deep subject, but what I love about this talk so much, and I love about what you do as a meditation teacher, teacher, um, a movement artist, I mean, yoga instructor, <laughs> yoga instructors, like, I know it's a name, but I always feel like my girls that are um, yoga instructors, I don't know, I've just kind of named you guys different, because I feel like <laughs> yoga is, is, is yoga, but there's like an artistry to the movement, and it, it's so much deeper than just the thing. But to go back to where I was really quick, all of this is to say that, you know, um, from this talk, you know, these are very applicable and relatable subjects, areas underneath this umbrella of self-awareness. Because I think, you know, it's almost like meditation. It's just overwhelming. Oh, it's so spiritual. Oh, it's like, I don't feel connected. It's like, well, it's, it's not really that. It's just more of like, you know, bringing attention to yourself in these ways. And then, you know, bringing in these tools, the writing, the, uh, the, the meditation mm-hmm. and other things that we've talked about, you know, to allow you to really, uh, dive deeper into the space. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel, and, and, and it's like, you can't lose by doing this stuff. No. In life. I feel like you just gain, right? Yeah, I agree. And that, and I think that it, you know, all the stuff that we have shared, all the practices that we've talked about, it's just like, that's why I think podcasts are important. So you can have people come on and share their ideas and share, you know, this works for me. This doesn't work for you. You know, me and my dad on our podcast, we literally like, we, we all, we think so differently. We think so differently. And I think for a long time, and he probably felt the same way. Is like, I wanted him to think my way. I'm like, <laughs> you know, if you just are nicer to yourself, you know, like things are easier. And for him, it's, that's doesn't, it's not how he works. Mm. And so it's acceptance. It's like me accepting, you know, where I'm at me, accepting him as he is and being able to have a podcast like this, bring more new people on each week. It's like, then people that are listening can come and say, okay, this works for me. That doesn't work for me. What do I want to try out? And you know, maybe it does work or it doesn't. Um, so I love that. No, that's so, that's so dope. First of all, it's just so dope that you can podcast with your dad. (laughs) Like that's just not, I mean, you know, it's incredible. And I love that you, you brought up, you know, it's this acceptance because I think that, I mean, listen, that's a big problem in our society. It's like, be, think my way or, you know, you're the enemy or you're, it's like, man, hold up. Like we are all different humans for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like gently like creating this level of acceptance and not trying to clone yourself as, <laughs> you know what I mean? Think like me, yeah. me like me, do as me, you know? Um, and then maybe, you know, and perhaps, and I feel like this is, I, I'm sure the case with you and your father, you know, 
because of that acceptance, like dad's this way. And dad, like there are things you're probably learning from your dad being dad's way. And then dad is learning from you because Haley is Haley's way. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's honestly still, we've done the podcast for like two years now and it's, yeah. it's just helped our relationship so much because we've got to spend so much time from each other uh, with each other. But yeah, that I think is like the biggest, most profound thing is recognizing that we both are two very different people and we kind of see everything so differently, but then me being able to learn from him of like, you know, just little things of him being what I interpret him being frustrated with me. And he's like, no, it's not frustration. It's just, I see a different way. And I'm like, whoa, I Mm. never, ever, ever, ever would see it from your way. But, but, you know, and traditionally a lot of the things I'll be like, Oh, that's an old way of living. Or that's like, just not my way. But a lot of these things that I would say are old or like more traditional or classic, I'm still, there's still some wisdom there. There's Mm. not still some, there is wisdom in, in a lot of what he's, it's just, yes, I'm pretty honestly always amazed at him because, um, he, he has so much wisdom in what he shares yet sometimes when he's communicating with me, it could be a commun- like communicating with like what I perceive to be anger. Mm. But really, if I just, if I can't accept, you know, this is just the way that he is yeah. and then listen and, and investigate and get curious about what is it that he's really trying to say, I can see things from a different perspective. And then ultimately, you know, if we can do that with our relationships and life so much easier. It makes my life so much easier to not think he's angry with me all the time or that there's some conflict going on between us that I can just see him as he is, accept him as he is and not make things about me. Because I think that in my family, we're very tight and we're so connected and a lot of us can take things personally. Mm. And so the biggest freedom for me is recognizing that I mean, in my family, but also in my relationships, like no one's making choices really based on me. They're making choices based on them. So if I have that perspective, it gives me some space to say like, oh, they're, you know, they're saying this not because I did something wrong. It's because that's what they're seeing. That's their experience. And it just lets like the reins go a little bit. And I'm like, okay, like they're making their choices. I'm making mine and I make all my choices from my perspective, pretty much. Yes. Oh, it's freedom there. So good. It's so good. It's so relatable to me. I'm very close with my family. You know, like there's five of us siblings, all alphas, all have opinions, all just so tight. Right. And it's so, it's, it's amazing. Um, on so many levels, it's so amazing. You know, like one of my brothers, he's so, he's such an intellect. He's so smart. And sometimes when he communicates, like he's, you know, asking you a question to make you think deeper or something, it can come off very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And in the past, it's like, there's a quick, like, uh, you know, that, that switch. I'm like, psh, psh, you know, I'd get angry and like, we don't even, I'm like missing the point because, you know, of, of, of how I am versus how he is. And I, and I, it's funny because, um, the deeper I have dove into self-awareness and all of this stuff that we've been talking about, that is actually very much supported because again, it creates a space, right? And it's like allowing me to go like, wait, is this me or, you know, feeling, it was like, is he just, this is just how he functions. Let me really hear beyond my emotions from this, right? Yeah. And And that has been so wonderful for me because he's really supported my ability to 
learn how to learn actually Mm. even deeper and like be even less, like, I'm not a lazy thinker. Obviously I'm a very deep thinker, but like going even deeper. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but if I wasn't able to get past that and just like, you know, except my brother, like he's just like that sometimes, you know, and also again, like not come at it from, he's just being him. I, can I, can I get my emotions out of the way? Like my, um, perception of this out of the way and just like, peek around that and go like, what, what's behind this over here? Like, what is he giving me right now? Yeah. Cause he's not, he's my brother. He loves me. That's your dad. He loves you. So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not like they're trying. So it's like, what is going on? And then in doing that, like you said, like you, there's so much that you've gained from it, but it's, it's again, it's so rad Haley. Cause it, it all goes, the, I, I, let me ask you this actually. Do you <laughs> feel that your meditation, your self-awareness has supported your ability to be able to, to kind of create that space in this, in these uh, situations with your family Mm -hmm. or relationships? Totally. It's been, um, I mean, I think it's been the most impactful thing is my meditation practice in my relationships, because I think I am like a naturally like reactive person. Like I am, I relate when you're like, I'm the fiery person. That's like my personality. Um, and it, it hasn't always served me. And because like my family is similar to yours, it's like things can escalate so quickly. But (laughs) when I am meditating, when I'm like learning how to have this practice, practicing it every single day, practicing it multiple times a day, I even used to do this meditation, um, this open eye meditation that I can actually walk everyone through too, because it's, it's great. And I used to do this when I was talking to my dad. So the acronym is STOP. So uh, you just kind of go through the letters. We'll start with S. So it's stop, slow down. And then it's T, take a few deep breaths. And then it's O, observe, observe what's going on in your body. Where are you feeling, you know, maybe an anxiety in your chest. Maybe you're feeling a tightness in your core. And then P, proceed. And so I love that meditation. Someone taught that to me years ago uh, when I was kind of learning more about my practice. And I would do that all the time. My dad would be talking to me and I would notice, I would slow down, take a few deep breaths, breaths, observe where I'm feeling the emotion in my body, and then I can move forward. But if I didn't do that, it would have just kind of both of these fiery people turning into just like a huge massive fire. Like it just would have not been good. And so, um, I think that that's been one of the most impactful things in my, of my, in my relationships is my meditation. And then also even to this day, now when I'm forming new relationships with people, like I, I think about, you know, my, the people I work with, I work in a meditation studio and all of the people that I work with are in tech because they created this app and, you know, we're virtual now. And so, you know, me and this, uh, one of my other teachers were not tech at all. We are so opposite from tech, so opposite from business, so opposite from startup. And so it's like this really great opportunity for these two worlds to collide in a way that I've never thought I would ever really be involved with anyone that's in the tech world. And then me noticing like, just thinking these people are so wrong. I'm like, you have no idea. No, like all my knowledge from, you know, my meditation world. And I, and they're thinking the same thing. Like I, this girl's just so wrong. But instead of, um, 
reacting, I get to choose. And then also too, I will say that I have noticed myself um, wanting to react or even sometimes reacting. I remember when we first started going back to, uh, to, we, we were doing all these meditations from our homes and now we're going into like a studio that's safe and, you know, all sanitized and things like that. And I remember feeling really reactive around going back into this space. I didn't feel safe yet. And I did react. And I remember just being like, I'm just not okay with this. I put up like a, a total wall. And, and even in that moment, it was so great that I got to react because I was like, oh, okay, this is like a flashlight shining on to this area that I still really get to work on. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like this really great opportunity for me to realize, like, even though I have been meditating for so long, it's like, I still have practices that are really loud. I still have moments where I get angry. I still have these things that happen. But instead of like, being so frustrated and angry with myself that I when I used to be like that, it's more just like, okay, what do I want to do now? And how do I want to show up next time? And, and, and what, what feels good in this moment? And what can I learn from this? Um, and like, cool, I'm human still. Like my mom will always say that to us. It's like, oh, you're, you're human. That's great. And like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like such a great reminder because we all are human, no matter how much we've meditated or how many, how much retreats we've gone or all these things or books we've read. It's like, we're all still human and we're all just learning. And, um, it's great that we get to learn together and learn from each other, I think. I love it. You are, you are to me, the definition of, you know, the word when I hear mindfulness, yes, it's you Haley. <laughs> and, and I also love that there's just, um, everything is just, it's so real. It's like, like even that human piece at the very end, it's like, yeah, it, it yes, we're up here and it is a high path and it is, you know, there's like a, a sense of enlightenment as you're moving, but it's also just there's human fucking moments that are messy, that are hard, that are all, you know, and that's beautiful too, because it's this whole beautiful thing that's happening. And I love it because it's, um, I, I just, I really appreciate you and the work that you do, uh, because to be honest, girl, like, just put it simple. Like you walk your talk, you know, <laughs> like you. <laughs> that's really important, man, because it's not that common. I feel like, you know, it's like, there's an impression we see a lot of times, but then like behind the scenes, it's like, what's really going on. And it's like, mm. man, you, you've been so honest in this talk and it's, you know, like even saying, you know, sometimes I just want to cry sometimes, mm. you know, or I'm going to write out the thing and the ego, so many pieces. This conversation has been incredible. I'm so grateful that we finally got the time to do this. Um, you're rad. And I, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just so grateful. And I, I'm, you know, I, I have a couple more things. Um, to, to put into this, uh, amazing conversation, but I do want to ask you before I go there, is there anything that you haven't talked about yet that you want to live in this conversation? I think one thing actually that pops to my mind, and we talked a little bit about it in the beginning is really like making meditation work for you. And I love this idea of being mindfully modern is like, we don't, you know, we live in a social media age, you know, I twerk all the time. Like I'm dancing. I'm like, this, that's my thing. But recognizing that like you are you and you're perfectly you as you are. 
And how can you bring more awareness into that thing that you're doing so you can ultimately have more freedom and joy? That's it. And so if you're like, okay, you know, twerking is not my thing, but cooking is my thing, or, you know, hiking is my thing, or, you know, video games is my thing. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, it's like, how can you bring more awareness into like, why does this bring you joy? How can you like really live in that, in that moment? It's like when you're cooking, okay. I'm like, what, what am I smelling? What am I tasting? What colors am I seeing? And when we can bring more that mindfulness, that mindful quality into whatever it might be that we're doing, number one, immediately we feel better, immediately we feel more joy, immediately we feel more freedom. And then, like you said, it's like that continues, um, that keeps that mold, that multiplies. So, um, I guess I'd like just to for people that are listening, just to bring that mindfulness to whatever that might be for you, even if it feels like, okay, this isn't what, you know, a monk might do, but mm-hmm. this is what I do. And I love it. And like, I want to even feel more joy when I, when I do this thing, how can anyone who's listening, bring more mindfulness into that to just blow up that, like expand into that joy and freedom. <laughs> That's so dope. You have so many great little pithy statements and liners, like yeah. Mindful. What was it? Mindful, mindfulness, mindfully modern, mindfully modern, mindfully yes. modern. Yes. That is so, so good. Okay. You're thank you for adding that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. So I have a magic wand question that I ask all my guests. Uh, basically it's, if you could take your magic wand and instill a habit to the masses that would have a really big positive ripple effect in their lives. And it could be anything from mindset to an actual action, cooking, meditation, mm. anything. Uh, mm. What would that be? And then why? Well, to go off, actually, what you were saying is that we always talk about getting curious. It's so it's the same thing to me as investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually list, we learned that from one of our podcast guests that he he talked about this idea of being curious, and I think that that is self awareness. Is getting curious. If everyone could get curious about what are the thoughts that are they're experiencing, what are the things that aren't working, what are the ways that they can love the ways the things that aren't working, what are the things that are working in your life, what are the ways you can love yourself more in every moment. Getting curious about what is your experience what you want, how do you want to feel and what do you want to choose? So seeing if they can bring curiosity to everything, because our tendency, I think is to go into fear or judgment or, you know, whatever your pattern is, but instead of choosing fear, like let's get curious about what, what's really going on there. And, you know, of course you can do that in meditation. It's, you know, a way to create space for yourself, but you don't have to meditate. You can just be like, wow, like, you know, in the shower, like getting curious about what if you yeah. like water on your skin and getting curious about what your soap smells like and how lucky you are to have water. Like, wow. So just right. bringing that curiosity, I think would be, um, the number one thing, because I think if we were all more curious, we would all slow down a lot because we'd be like, wow, like, why am I acting like this? Or why do I feel so angry about this or this or that, whatever it is. Like, I think we all slow down a little bit more 
in my mind if we were cu- more curious. Uh, it's a perfect way to put it. I think you're so right about the slowing down because it really, because you have, you know, you, you're like going deeper in that direction or going deeper into your senses, all, all of what you just said. And that does. And I mean, listen, we live in a time where it's just, it's go, 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 go. And I, and I love, I, I love velocity. So it's, it's not even just about speed. It's just velocity is awesome. But, um, you know, there's a reason why I have, you know, my morning ritual alchemy is what I really like to call it actually. <laughs> and then even an evening, you know, kind of turn down moment with myself. And all of that is really to, to, to heighten this slowing process, mm-hmm. you know, so that I can be more you know, with myself and go mm-hmm. into these thoughts and process and re- Yeah. So I love, I love that. That was a, that was a, <laughs> for those, for those watching hand and fist, like, fuck yeah. Okay. So last, last part of this amazing conversation, I have rapid fire words. I'm going to, I'm not going to actually throw them at you, but I'm sure you could catch them if I, <laughs> if I was, I'm going to throw them at you and whatever comes top of mind, top of heart, I would love for you to elaborate. I'm going to take a sip of water. Me too. Okay, so first word is love. Hmm. I think when I think of love, I think of all-encompassing. I think of heart. I think of really the antidote to anything that we're experiencing. If we can choose love with our thoughts, with our actions, with our words, that will shift our whole life. And it, I, I, I think it's like maybe overused is like love is everything. It's all we need, but I really do believe that. So I think that love can shift any experience that we're having um, with ourselves, with anyone around us. Mm, I love that. It's beautiful. And I believe that to be true as well. Uh, next word is fear. Hmm. Fear is a great teacher to recognize the areas that we want to spend more time in and the areas that could use more love. Um, I think that fear is healthy and I think that uh, fear is necessary um, and we can use it as an opportunity to get a little closer to where we want to get to. Mm -hmm. Love it. Challenge. Challenge. Challenges are good. I think of challenges <laughs> as good and something that I want to experience more of in my life because if I'm not feeling challenged, I'm not feeling inspired and I'm not, I'm feeling stuck. So I think challenge is a great way to, if you're feeling just like kind of bleh or unmotivated, chal- challenging yourself in some way. I, for me at least, and a lot of the people that I work with can shift us out of that. Love it. I, with you. I subscribe to that as well. It's opportunity. <laughs> passion. Passion. I think of passion as just kind of like, I, I mean, I'm smiling. Like, <laughs> like, when I think I of passion, got- I just think of like hearts and I think of, it actually kind of makes me emotional when I think of oh. passion because I just think, um, I think bright, I think beautiful, I think excitement, I think of world changing when I think of passion, because mm-hmm. if all of us were living in our passions, like it just, this big heart would be like throbbing and that's all that would exist. Um, passion is necessary too. <laughs> mm, passion is necessary. I yeah. love that. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> well, you already talked about curiosity, but that is a word. Oh, you want to cool. just 
throw a line in there that comes off your heart with curiosity? Yeah. Curiosity. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's everything. And it's a, it's a guiding point that can take us uh, deeper into ourselves and also make things a little bit lighter. And instead of like, Oh, that's scary. Oh, like I could get just curious about it. So I think curiosity, I think of lightness and ease. I love it. Courage. Ooh, these are so good. (laughs) (laughs) They're so fun, right? Courage, you know, what, what, for some reason, Joan of Arc always comes to my mind when I think of courage. And for some reason, I just am like, (laughs) when I was a kid, I was so connected with her for some reason. But I I see (laughs) her as like owning this part of her that's like super weird. And, you know, she's talking to God and getting messages from the universe. And everyone's like, you're a witch. Um, So I think of courage as like owning these parts of you that like, at first you might feel weird or judgmental about, about because of society, but really that's your greatness. That's your gift is like that weird thing that you haven't shared with other people. It's like, that's a gift. So I think of courage as the ability to be with like all parts of ourselves and, and actually like talk about those out loud and, 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 in doing so you inspire others to, to talk about their weirdness and their, you know, their them more. Yeah. To just be who they are. Right. Like you're being who you are. You're, I mean, you like you, when you're with someone who's comfortable with themselves, I mean, it can make you feel either uncomfortable or it can make you feel comfortable. It can go either way. Right. And I, I, it's just, I love when I meet people who are just really okay and comfortable with who they are. Cause it mm-hmm. creates an environment that's just so much more enjoyable. To totally. It's <laughs> right? like amazing. Side note, I don't even know. That's incredible. Cause I have always had a thing with Joan of Arc and I haven't even taken deep dives into her, but as a young girl, I think because she stood out like a warrior to me. Yes. Yeah, that's really you funny. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Um, okay, two more. Resilience. Mm, resilience. I see that as like, I see resilience as something that you kind of build. And it's like these slow bricks that kind of come with each um, experience that we have. And sometimes the bricks are really small, but sometimes they can be these big, big blocks of resilience um, that kind of builds up us to get higher on a mountain rather than like building up a wall, but it's like steps to get higher towards where we want to be. Um, And I think it takes time. And I think it also, uh, every little part of resilience counts. So every little tiny brick that's laid matters. I love it. Right? Yeah. Like a pebble or big stone. It doesn't matter. All of it builds a big picture. I love that perspective and that kind of mental illustration you just gave us. It's like you're climbing this, you're creating this big mountain and that, yeah, I love it. Girl, you've got so many things. Okay. Last (laughs) word is excellence. Ooh, excellence. I think of my dad because he... Uh, he always talks about exhausting every moment. And I see him as someone that really um, lives out excellence in every area of his life. And that's, he's always been a big role model for me for that, because um, it's not always easy to be excellent in every area of your life. And 
I, I love that he is a great example of someone who always strives for excellence. And, and I think of excellence as something that's not something you can have all the time, maybe. Um, but it's a great goal to have and a great bar to set. Cause it's, it's, um, it matters. I mean, my dad has made a really big impact because that's the standard he set for himself. So I love it. Girl, you crushed it. You're incredible. And I, I mean, I'm going to come out, we have to do more. I mean, I really want to talk to you about sound bathing. I mean, there's so much more to talk to you about. You are literally, I could do this for more hours, like, and I've been standing this whole time. It's been awesome. Um, but you are so wonderful. Thank you for this time. Thank you for legitimately being a true contributor because you are, you're, you're creating real impact. Um, and from a very genuine place. And I love that. And I just, I appreciate you girl. I really value our connection. So thank you. Thank you. you. Me too. I feel the same. Thank you for having me on. And I've, it's been, I, I never really am on this side of it and I was kind of nervous, but, um, this has been like such a great conversation that I really could talk about, (laughs) like talk to you for hours. Um, I was like, before I was like, how are we going to fill up the time? But like, I could now go on forever. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being just so in your heart and kind and seeing me and acknowledging me. That really makes a difference. So I appreciate you and holding space for this conversation. Thank you. You know what? Thank you. And I will say like, it was pretty immediate when we met, I was like, yep, you know, yeah. and <laughs> you know, and you live further away from me. And, and the goal was, you know, initially like, Oh, when I get up there, then we'll, you know, do it in person. But obviously that, um, you know, has changed, but it's, it's, I think one thing is very clear. We definitely need to talk more. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. This is so great. I also thought it was, um, I have a friend that's like, you kind of remind me of is like, so interesting to me how certain people, which I see in you is, you know, these things come naturally for you. It's like, I've done like the reading and like all this stuff because it didn't come naturally for me. And so it's just such a cool, um, thing about you is that it's important, um, to like do what you do and share because, um, you know, we all can learn so much. So yeah, it's really awesome. Thank I love you. <laughs> I, I so appreciate you saying that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So how can our guests, our guests, our guests, how can our, <laughs> so how can our get, oh my God, <laughs> that means it's time for water and some food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally leaving that in here. How can our audience, our listeners and our viewers, uh, stay in tune with you, people who want to work with you. Um, please let them know where to find you. Everything will be in the show notes, your, your podcast, mind games, all of it, but please direct them to you. Amazing. Um, so you can find me at HaleyLot.com, H-A-I-L-E-Y-L-O-T-T.com. And there I have, um, my podcast, I have, um, the classes that I teach, I do monthly women's circles. So those are there and everything's virtual. So you can meditate with me. I teach a few live classes a week. We're just about to start doing, um, sound baths and sound meditations virtually. So I'm really excited about that. So my website, hayleylot.com is the best place to find me. And I also did, or we'll also include, I think a free meditation for everyone below in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so that is also a great way just to start meditating. Now it's only a 10 minute meditation. It's easy. It's all about stepping into your vision. Um, and so we'll, we'll include that. 
I love that for sure. That's in here. And I can't wait to tune into your sound baths because again, that is, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with sound baths. They're so good. (laughs) So um, we'll obviously be talking more. So I'll stay dialed in when that starts to happen and and I will be there front and center with you. So thank you so much again, beautiful. I can't wait to connect with you more. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Thank you. I'm so excited for our podcast. I think we're, we're going, we're going to be um, interviewing you in like two weeks from now. Yep. Yep. End of month. I can't wait. Thank (laughs) you. This was awesome. You're amazing. Let me, I'm going to wrap us out. All right, everybody. (laughs) 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 Okay. So (laughs) I'm not even going to fucking wrap us out. You guys, you know what to do. Go follow my girl. You're amazing. Catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.